Welcome to Higher Frequency Podcast. I'm Robert Vinson. This is my old football teammate, comedian, Eric. Eric, how you doing? I'm all right, man. I'm all right, man. How about you? I'm, I'm doing great. I'm running on coffee and tears uh, right about now. We have finals this week, so after this, I'm hitting the books and just trying to, like, grind a little bit. Finals, huh? I got those too, and I haven't studied nothing. Yeah, that, it's gonna help. <laughs> Ain't nothing gonna help. So, uh, I appreciate comedy. I've always loved comedy, even whenever I was little. Like, I would sneak, I was sneak in my parents' room and watch, like, not my parents' room, but the living room when my parents were up late or my brother was up late watching, like, Dave Chappelle or something like that. So, I had it in me at a young age, and I've done some open mics. You, you've done more than I have, and. Uh, been to different spots have you done anything in pensacola that's that's the only place i've done stuff at uh, i was I, I, when i was out there two weeks ago i was looking into it man but it's not that many places it's it's not as big as i thought it would be there no but, it's not there's a core group of comedians though that that uh run like they do the open mics at shooters which is the uh bar in the cordova lanes uh bowling alley yeah it's it and it's kind of frowned upon there like the bartender hates the comedians she's like they're always doing dirty stuff and it's kind of funny it's like 10 o'clock at night and yeah. if you bring your kids to a bar you can expect to hear like like you know the fs c you know everything you know like you you don't expect to hear that as a child at a bowling alley but you step into the bar you might hear something I thought we were just bowling, Mom. What are they? What is, yeah, they, exactly. I, they keep getting gutter balls. They keep yeah. getting gutter. Yeah, I mean, so there's that. I don't. I, I think a few comedians go to that. I know the guy who runs it. He comes to the backyard bar and grill, which is where I've done it like a handful of times, and that gets a good crowd on Friday nights. Ryan Pfeiffer, he's a he's a comedian that sets it up. Um, he does his radio or comedy show, and they actually have comedians from out of town come in. Uh, this shirt right here, actually, Mo, Mo Alexander came in from out of town. He's hilarious. Um, it's like he had a thing that was like pussy and cookies. He had a joke like that, so he made a shirt. It's the dude's hilarious. I encourage you to check it up. He actually died, and he has a joke about dying. And I'm not gonna ruin it, but it's it's hilarious. So, what what has been your favorite spot out of all the spots you've been to? <sighs> I say this with a hurt heart. Uh, my favorite spot to do comedy is, uh, well, I started off doing it at the Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club in San Antonio. 
great place. Improv place, good plot, good place. Um, this is what a lot of people don't don't get is this is my second time doing comedy. Um, I did it a little bit when I was joining the military, and I don't know, I just stopped and had kids, and you know, I just you know, I was out there, and uh, once I settled down, I thought I was like, you know what, I haven't had kids in three years, so I think I should start comedy again because I got some good stories. But I don't tell stories anymore. But anyway, yes. And so I did laugh out loud again. And I just got back into it again in January. And uh, I did like my first, up on my YouTube page, you'll see my first one that I did coming back. And if you look at that one versus now, you'll see like a big change in how I do my things. But uh, nevertheless, laugh out loud was definitely a place that I like to do comedy. Uh, actually, after this, I'll probably go to the Elbow Room, which is another place. And I actually run my own place now uh, at a pizza place called the uh, 210. Um, I call it the 334-850 Connection. You're, so you're you're running that place now? Yeah, like I run that uh, show. Like I set up my own shows. Okay. And I do that now. So honestly, that's probably like my favorite spot because I run it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, hell yeah. Do you host the show? Um, sometimes I host, sometimes I, I, I do time, sometimes I'm just in the back, but most of those really geared toward just getting other comics that were in my position on a, a, a good setting, a good stage. And, uh, my rules for my show are uh, 85% clean. So we don't do dick jokes. We don't do LGT, although we don't do those jokes. Mm. We, and if you're going to do any, like, sex jokes, you definitely say be witty, at least, because, yeah. you know, nobody, we we get it. You have it, sex. It's a pizza shop. It's a pizza shop, so you don't know who's coming in. Is that kind of the thing? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's a family place, so you don't want to, no two-year-old wants to eat pizza and hear about your vagina, like, mm-hmm. hmm, okay, I can't, mom, do you have one of those? Mom, what's that? <laughs> yeah, understandable. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty cool. You're host, like you're hosting sometimes. A hosting is like I'm I'm not even close to that level yet because that's like a cold start. And then God forbid you get like a couple bombs in a row from some open micers like me, and then you gotta like bring them up. You know, that's that's just I'm sure you've had some experiences like that where you're just like okay, on to the next comic. Yeah, then you try to like <laughs> you try to like bring the energy back up with a couple jokes. <laughs> Those might not work, so you're just like, yeah, ah. yeah, because you next guy up, you know. Hopefully, he does good. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. So you said you don't like telling stories anymore. Is is that uh, is that just because you haven't found like a great way to like, I guess, capture capture people like you want to? You're not you're not like it's not perfect enough yet, or are you just are you just working on like another form of delivery? So, like, uh, like if I had to put a label on my comedy, I would say it's more labeled towards schemes and such. So if I tell a story, because I have a youth sports joke that I'm uh, working on. If I tell a story, I know that it takes a certain format. And it's like music. It's a setup. It's a setup, a bridge, and a punchline. So it's, it's three things, but it's really a four-bar setup. So with a story... It literally has to have that in each segment. Mm-hmm. Story, you don't want it to last too long because if I'm in the audience 
and you're telling a story, I have to remember who is who and what is what. So it's tough. Like the people that tell stories, I my hats off to them because they keep the crowd engaged and all that type of stuff. And like I said, I'm still, I'm fine. Not I'm I'm still finding my brand of comedy. I know what I like and I know how I like to deliver jokes, but I'm still finding myself technically because I'm still kind of new to it. Mm-hmm. So I guess it would just the fact that I don't, I don't, I know how to captivate in a conversation, but on stage is way different. Like it's way different. Like, no, yeah, yeah, it is. It is because sometimes whenever you're like expecting something, like because it's a story you've lived through it, and I've I've done this, you know, several times. Like whenever I'm telling a story uh, amongst friends, and may, they might be shitting themselves laughing, and then you go up on stage and you hit them with the punchline, yeah, and then everyone's just like sitting there doing like, nothing, just uh, you know, crickets, pretty much, <laughs> and you're like, okay, on to my next one. And then in some of these, it's kind of like uh, there's bad lighting or something. And you're like, okay, I can't read my notes. I guess I got to go out this. That happened to me one time. Couldn't, yeah. read my, couldn't read my notes. So I just made fun of the shitty fan that was above me. Oh. And, that, and it worked. It worked for what it was worth. Yeah. I don't know. You got that last laugh that you needed before you left the stage. Yeah. And I'm not, I, I go in, like, I'll go in, like, first or second. Because I haven't been doing it that long. And so, you know, all these comics who are like. It's horrible. I know. I know. Middle of the show, man. Like middle of the show. Like, 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 like if say they have 10 people, you go like five or four. Right. that's what warmed up. But like right. first, that's tough. That's cold no, turkey. I won't. I won't go. I mean, I usually don't go first. I'll go like, like around that area. But a lot of comics want to go like last. And if you're in Pensacola, Florida, doing open mics at the backyard bar and grill, there's going to be two people left by the end of the night if you got like 17 comics. That is everyone. Because everybody's like, I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. Yeah, it's like 1 a.m. on a Tuesday. And you're like, I got work in the morning. (laughs) You're like, I don't even know if I'm going to go on stage anymore because I got to do this tomorrow. Yeah, no, the, uh, there's some funny comics there. It's just the, uh, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too proud to where I won't go in, in the beginning of the show before people are drunk. You know, that's, that's just, that's just me. I'm just working on stuff. Yeah. You don't want a heckler. Ooh, no. no. Oh my God. That's, that brings me to another question that I was going to ask at some point, but I mean, might as well. It's a good segue. What has been your worst heckling experience? Oh, man, it happened like two weeks ago, man. Okay, so uh, I was doing it. I was at my spot. I was um, I was closing the show out. I was headlining. And, um, yeah, like my event, you know, I was ready. I was like, yeah, I'm going to close this show out. I had my jokes down. I had everything. And it was, it wasn't even a heckler. You know, I think about it, he wasn't even a heckler. It was his dude. And it was like uncles. It was the best. Like, like, we all got uncles, a lot of uncles at barbecues. They just sit there and comment on stuff. They don't really want the attention on them, but they want the attention. Mm-hmm. So, and they were just loud and laughing and all of this stuff, right? And I'm in the middle of the joke. Like, I'm trying to get to the punchline, and he's laughing before the punchline. So I'm like, ah, oh, thank God. You <laughs> There's a build. You're, just <laughs> you're like killing, <laughs> killing the build, baby. <laughs> so it's just killing you. 
Um, but he, I, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. He was, he was cool. Like, uh, I said, he wasn't really a heckler, but I took him as a heckler. But um, that was probably the worst because I've never dealt with a heckler. That was like the first time I've dealt with a nice heckler, if you will. And I've never dealt with a heckler in general. So I've dealt with a with a bad heckler, but mm-hmm. it's like say fuck you to somebody and I just leave and keep it going. Like, you know, like you say fuck you in so many ways. So yeah. it still amazes me to this day how many people don't know how to handle like a comedy show. Like I get it if you're at like a restaurant and you didn't expect there to be a comedy show. Yeah. What I don't get is you come into an open mic night. And just sit in the back room going, that's not funny. <laughs> it's like, are you on the lineup? <laughs> like, you should here. Yeah. And that's usually what happens. Um, but sometimes they just, it's kind of like they've never been exposed to it. This, I haven't had an experience with a heckler yet either. Um, I was, however, witnessing one right after I went up. So a comic in Pensacola had a joke about his favorite STD and it was landing. It was really funny. And it must've hit her in a very, very soft spot. Cause once he said herpes, she was like, STDs isn't funny. And then, and then he was like, excuse me. You know, I'm pretty sure everyone in here is laughing. And, and she was a big girl and she was just pissed. And she just kept, she just kept at it. She was like, I don't know why you talking about herpes and syphilis and shit. And she just ended up leaving because he pretty much just called her a bitch. And, and then like the whole crowd turned against her because it was pretty easy to turn the crowd on that one. Yeah. He already had the crowd. He already had them. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't get it sometimes. I just, it's exposure, I guess. I don't know. It's an etiquette that uh, some people that never, I've had people that come to my shows is this their first comedy show. I'm like, don't you like comedy though? Like, yeah, man, I just watch Netflix specials. <laughs> it's not like that. Mm-hmm. This show's not like a Netflix special, baby. I'm mm-hmm. telling you. Right. Yeah. If you want polished, <laughs> go, go watch some Netflix. This, it, but that's what I like about open mics because if you go enough, you see, you see jokes that are like chippy at first and then like, the comics keep working on them and eventually they get them and they're kind of polished up and then they throw them away and then on to the next one. Yeah. But it sucks. Um, whenever you lose jokes, I washed my whole joke book one time and lost a whole bunch of jokes. So that sucks. Yeah. I, I managed to salvage it. I don't know where it's at right now. I, I got it somewhere, but yeah, I had a bunch of football jokes in there. Um, you, you had some football jokes, which was kind of funny. You played, you played some semi-pro football after, uh, after yeah. high school. I played semi-pro for a little bit. I still play. Uh, I played 11-man and 8-man. But I'm not going to play this upcoming season because I'm trying to walk on a UH. So I'm uh, I'm old now, though. You can still walk. So you, you didn't – so so you still have your eligibility? Yeah, I didn't get paid for semi-pro at all. So oh, so pro. if you get paid, you lose your eligibility? If you get – because once you get paid, you're not an amateur anymore. You're so, so uh, I think you know, if I would have took twenty bucks, and I've never taken any money, because um, you have to do like a, a NCAA clearinghouse thing. I still have to do mine, and like basically they clear you from not playing any sports for your eligibility to be. Ooh, dang, that reminded me. I need to do that really soon. But uh, yeah, so. If you don't take any money, then you should be good because you get all four years. 
like they say, LeBron still has four years of uh, football that he played in college because he's never used it. Yeah, I would love to see that. I'm, I'm, I do another, I do a college football podcast, and yeah. that would be the talk of the town. I don't, I don't know where he would go, but that'd be hilarious. Ohio State, probably. Oh, yeah, he would go to damn Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we can't even talk about college football, but I will ask you about your funniest football moment ever. It doesn't have to be West Florida high school Jaguars. Oh, oh, this is hilarious. Go, it's actually working on. Um, so I wear jewelry, right? Mm-hmm. Uh stats one time in a football game and semi-pro. Now, for the joke that I use, I use it for a youth sports joke because you can embellish a little bit in comedy. Yeah. But I got my chain snatch one time. I made a tackle. And I'm not that big. I'm only like 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, I made a tackle. And um, the dude got up. And the dude started a fight. And I'm in the middle of it because I'm like a captain, if you will. So I'm like trying to break them apart. And the dude's like trying to jump on my guy. And it's just getting bad. And the guy was like a lineman. And I know I was just strong. I picked him up. And I don't know if you remember the phrase, boomed him. And I boomed him, right? And I got snatched away by the – because this, this team was like people that played like at like UT, like Texas. Yeah. Like, their dropouts for them, they're, they're like huge. So, so yeah, they've been away from like a, like a rag doll, right? And they snatched my chain. The dude, like, why they pulled me, the dude snatched my chain. And that's messed up. And I was just on their sideline, like, like this is why I lasted maybe 20 minutes, but I was on their side, and it felt like for an hour. Just like talking to him, like, man, they need to stop fighting, man. I was trying to get them to stop fighting. And we was cool at first. Like, they were really cool dudes. And I thought we were bonding. And then uh, it turned different because they came. And the dude that I was talking to, I thought it was like my best friend that day. Yeah, no, nah, he grabbed the chain. He started playing in front of me. And he told me that he said, F your chain and you can't get it back. But it was like none of my team was anywhere close to me. Like they were on the other side of the sideline. Like they had already broken it apart. Like everybody was over there. And I was just by myself. And I wanted to start a fight right then and there. But it was like three linemen. And they were all like college level size. No. Nope. Take it. So you take it. Take my chain. <laughs> yeah, that, like, that's some, that's some kind of. Came like, back. F your chain. And look me in my eye. That's a that's some gangster shit right there. They don't they weren't playing. He said, "You know what? I thought we were friends, though. That's the thing is we were bonding for like the first five minutes, and then he got my chain, and then it was just a turn something, different. Something, some boondo- You know, you ever seen the Boondocks? That was something like that happened. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of funny. We were just cool, man. What's- he said, "Nope, nope, I'm done." Well, you did boom someone. He, he tried to break it up, then he boomed someone. That might have that might have changed it. That might have changed the whole dynamic. That might have changed. He might have seen you as you were trying to be slick, trying to be slick, and then he got him. I still have that chain to this day. That's I good. got it. Game. Our coach gave it to me, and as the pendant was on it, I got the pendant back too. Yeah, but I didn't shake hands after that game. I didn't shake hands. I just didn't feel safe. Nope. You don't. That's one of those games you just got to go to the locker room separately. You know, 
coaches keep them. So I don't know what the dynamic is in semi-pro football. I imagine it's a lot harder to contain if you're a coach. Because if you're coaching a semi-pro football team, you're probably like, man, fuck this anyway. <laughs> yeah. He was, uh, uh, was angry. Because that's got to – I mean, I took – I coached uh, – I went back and coached West Florida, the freshman. I coached the DBs for a little bit. And, mm-hmm. you know, no fights really broke out. But there were some heated moments of practice when you got to just, like, separate the kids. But, <laughs> at, at, yeah, in my heart, I wanted to be like, I wonder who would win. <laughs> like, I wonder who would, who would get, but I knew. I already knew. One of my favorite football moments wasn't even a game. It was uh, it was with Coach G. You remember Coach G. And uh, he said his alphabetical going going to weight, you know, weight, weightlifting. And he'd just go down calling your name on the roster. And he'd get to, like, he'd get to, like, Randy Purvis. And be like, Randy, why, why are you so damn big, Randy? Why are you so why are you so damn big? He said, he said, give me 10 push-ups, Randy. And Randy goes, ah, I can't do push-ups, coach. <laughs> and he goes, What? Give me 10 sit-ups then, Randy. And then he goes on and then he gets to DeAndre Devine. Devine, you're just so daggone ugly. Give me 10. And he gives he just gives him push-ups for being ugly. It's just stuff like that. And he would make us sing the 12 Days I of think, Christmas. Was I there? I think I was there for that moment. You might have been there, yeah. It was like 8, 8 a.m., weightlifting. Yeah, like on a, in, a, in like summer. I think I was there because we were like in another room, and I was like, he made him do what? That is. <laughs> oh, gee. It's because he's got good calf muscles. That's why he's acting like that. <laughs> yeah, he was just – and the way he would sit with like the tight khakis and his way too big nutsack for his khakis would kill me. Him and Coach uh, – what was that? Oh, uh, who was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would just sit there, and just the seam would split both of his testicles perfectly. And you're like, "Why are you telling us a story like this? Like, sit behind the desk or something. You gotta, you gotta." Why? <laughs> if you ever, if you ever started off a story going, "This is what a real nutsack looks like," I'd be like, "Okay, there it is. He knows. He knows about it." But he never said anything, which is probably appropriate, given we were high schoolers. <laughs> <laughs> we used to say on top, "Cause G got the hammer." Because <laughs> <laughs> you could see it. We were uh, just like, "Hey man, I don't think we're supposed to be saying any of this. Yeah. This is not what we're supposed to be saying." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember one time. Jake. <laughs> Georgia Tech. Nobody cares. Yeah. He's like, you're running the triple option here, so the only place you can go is Georgia Tech, Navy, or uh, Air Force or Army. This is stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. I hated the triple option. All right. Uh, so, have you ever gone up on stage and just, just wang it? No jokes. Just wang it. Oh, no. I always go, no, I always go up there with something. Because the Florida Eric – and the mature Eric are two different people that don't need to be. The, the Florida Eric, if he goes up there and just wings it, he's just gonna just gonna clown on people, and he's not gonna have anybody on his side. So I have to be the mature Eric and go up there and have like jokes, and even if it's just one or two jokes, mm. like I, I always have, I always have jokes. Like uh, I have some guys that go up there and um, try new jokes. 
but they have a good concept. Because I've done that before where I went up there and I, I didn't have the joke written out all the way, but I had a concept of where I wanted to go with it. But I had other jokes that were already written. So I guess I've waned it before, but not too much. Because, yeah, you don't want it to be dead silent in there because you're just like, huh? What about, the, what about the first time you went up like to an open mic night? The first time I started back comedy in January, I actually have this one on YouTube. I tried to do dry comedy. And it was like, it was funny, but it wasn't funny. Because mm. it was so much pain. <laughs> yeah. I was talking about so much pain. I think I was talking about having three baby mamas. And it was just like, I was talking about my bank account and it was just a sad. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's like, that works a lot of the times, really. Like Louis C.K. has a famous joke about um, the bank charging him money for having n- negative money. <laughs> he said, you don't have any money, so we're going to take some. And then, obviously, rich people, if they leave money in the bank, they get money because of interest. So he, he goes, we'll take your money and fuck you, you don't need it. We'll give it to that guy who has plenty of money. <laughs> it's one of my favorite Louis C.K. jokes of all time. But it's dry humor is one of those things where I love it, but it's it is kind of painful to do because you're like these jokes are true. <laughs> this hurts. This hurts me. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> you live in these shoes. Just laughing and crying on stage at the same time. Yeah, that happens. I mean, it's okay. It's okay. Just living in my car, and you know. I don't know how I'm going to pay my cell phone bill. My my granny's got titty cancer, and I don't know what else to do. Yeah, I got you. All right, so worst bomb. Oh, my worst bomb? Hmm. Okay, so my worst bomb wasn't – it was a – okay, it was a bomb because we did they – did, they started doing a gangster, right? Mm-hmm. So – my worst bomb was it was at uh, Laugh Out Loud when I was doing this show. I was doing this show and uh, my 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 um I guess my support group, my group of writers that helped me write jokes. There was some jokes I was gonna I was doing I was doing the thing where I was like, okay, well these jokes should work, but they need to be worked on more. I hadn't practiced enough. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, these jokes are going to work. I'm funny. I'm going to do it. My boys was like, don't do it. Just come back. <laughs> come back to the next and just we'll rewrite the jokes together. But mm. don't go up there. It's going to be bad. So I got through. The, I forgot what the hell I was talking about. I got yeah. through the first. I got through the second joke. And you have to have a three laughs within the first minute and 30 seconds. I was at a minute and about 15 seconds getting ready to go to my next joke, but somebody interrupted me because they were laughing. I was like, yeah, ha ha. And I didn't like, I didn't. <laughs> You're like, I need, I need real laughs, lady. <laughs> In 15 seconds. <laughs> Come on now. I need to get this last joke out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't have anything like witty to say back to because I don't, I don't do crowd interaction. I yeah. do it now. Comfortable. I don't do crowd interaction. Interaction. So I was getting ready to like spit that next line, 
and I got gone. And I was like, man, are you serious? Mm. He was like, yeah, you just didn't get enough laughs. We had to step up the the uh, rubric or whatever. We had to step up the judging or something like that. So, yeah, I walked away, and then I told my boys about it, and they were like uh, disappointed step-parents. They were like, I'm like, we told you not to go, so don't even come over here anymore. Don't mm. come over here. I, but I need help with these jokes. You didn't listen the first time. Why does it matter? Damn. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's a rubbing it in the dirt, really. Salt <laughs> in the wound. Man, all right. Well, that's a good bomb. My my worst bomb was last time I went up. I had new jokes that I was trying out, and the the backyard, but which they worked on their lighting after I went, and I I don't know if they had it planned or not, but it's kind of funny because I, I was bombing because I could not see my notes at all, and I have great eyesight, and uh, so I tried to. I like had to move back because there was like a little like shitty Christmas tree in the back. And it was like, it was like August. So I don't know why they have the shitty Christmas tree in the back. It's not festive. Yeah. So I, I was just like using the light and I was like, I can't read these. So I just started making fun of the fan after about two, three minutes of just pure bombing. And uh, that got a couple laughs because I made a joke referring to the copious amount of orgies that that hotel is known for because it was low. I forgot the analogy I made, but it worked. Yeah. I, I think I said this fan hasn't been stiff since last Saturday night when there was a giant orgy or something like that. And those rooms, man, I, I know a room like that uh, uh, that I go to on Mondays. Um, it's like really like, it's like if you wanted to like be date raped, it'd be like the perfect thing. Like it's like all dark and like they got white lights and like, the little boobs are tucked off to the court. It's like perfect place for an orgy. It's like it's like that. It's it's a good way to describe it. I mean, they don't do them there, but they could. You know, they they could probably pull one off there. It's just that it's the days in on Palafox and Cervantes. That's where it is. It's like the basement there. Ooh, yeah, That's- it's it's interesting. So so uh, easy. I, I can't believe you haven't heard. So this is where like a lot of the Pensacola comics go, and it's pretty, it, it's pretty good now. They they they're getting their stuff together. I'll show you real quick, uh, right here. This is it, backyard, um, comedy open mic. Oh, right. okay. Yeah, it, let's see. Let's see if I can find some photos. Is there a group? For, for like Pensacola comic, it's yeah, fun. yeah, there is. I'll, I'll invite you to it. And if you're in town, whenever I'm in town, we can go to an open mic. We can we can work on some stuff. That that'd be yeah, nice definitely. too. Because I have some stuff that I'm trying to work on, and uh, just just law school is it like shapes your brain in a way where you're not funny anymore, and I I don't like that at all. I'm trying to like keep that from happening. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be like uh, Ice T off Law and Order. No, yeah, exactly. So this is Mo Alexander, the guy whose shirt I have on. He's absolutely hilarious. This is Olivia Searcy. She's funny. She's actually doing some comedy up in Seattle or Washington right now. This is that damn Christmas little little tree that I was talking about. They didn't have this. You can't see the fan. They must have removed it. But that it looks it looks kind of nice because they got this curtain now and they got like this little lit back porch comedy thing. So it's yeah, not yeah. 
Yeah, it's not that bad. Here you go. They do music. This is kind of this is kind of how it looked. The fans a little bit over here. It's it's like one of those shitty lovable places. Is it a stage or is it like no, a uh... no? It's just a small room. It's it's good for com like it's good for comedy to be honest. It's on the floor, so you're on the floor. Yeah, you're on the floor. No stage. Everybody eye to eye. And then uh, I think casks cask and barrels or cask and flights a new place. They do it on Mondays. There, there's a bunch of open mic nights. And, Max, uh, Max made it pretty well. Shout out mm-hmm. to Max. Max made it pretty well out of uh, uh, Pensacola. Who's that? Max Castillo. Yeah, yeah. I remember him. He, uh, he went to West Florida High School too, right? Yeah, yeah. He's doing pretty good comedy-wise. He's doing comedy? I didn't know he does comedy. That's cool. Uh, is he? He's not based in Pensacola, is he? Uh, I'm not sure. Um I know he started in Pensacola, but I see like his face, his Instagram posts, and like he's like in LA and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. he he took off, you know. And oh, I yeah. did funny, but <laughs> no, you know, funny must it's it's white privilege. It's okay. No, I'm messing with you. He's uh, I I haven't seen any of his stuff. That's fun. I I gotta check him out because he uh he made music back in high school too. So speaking of. Speaking of high school, I wanted to bring this up when we were talking about football, our favorite football things. I just, I don't know. We're, I don't know if you were on JV with us or if you were on varsity at this point. But do you remember the time that we played PHS and PHS had a bye week for varsity? So they played all their varsity players against uh, our JV team. This is, uh, if you watch this guy right here, he gets blown up. Wop! He's. <laughs> He's Louisa's. Why do they do him like that? Look at this. And they get him at all. He was not even close. All right. Now, um, I know you know Joey Clark. And you folks, uh, if you listen to my podcast often, you know Joey from College Football Extravaganza. This is me. And I got lucky because this is him. <laughs> you are about to die right here. And this guy was like, too late. So I'm going to absolutely just. But f- this guy right here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it's terrible. He looks so little, man. He's I know. Just so much bigger. They're just so much bigger. Yeah. And they won the state championship this year. It wasn't even funny. It, it was like it was like 62 to nothing. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, when we played them the next time, we played against a dude named Larry Davis and Jalen Spencer and all those guys. And those yep. guys like the UWF and all that. Yep. Yeah, I remember that game. Yeah, they, they beat the hell out of us when they played us. Oh, it was bad. Yep. And at halftime, it was like, it was like 40 to something, like 40 to nothing, 40 to seven, something like that. <laughs> Coach. Bad. It was yeah, coach was looking at us. Coach wasn't even mad. He was like, I bet you couldn't squeeze a dime up your buttholes right now. And we were like, we're getting killed out there, coach. What do you want us to do? It's Coach Rollins. Oh, my God. Not baby Rollins, big Rollins. I didn't know what to do. I was like, I, I we had like rip, you know, someone had died. So we were trying, it was, I think it was like one of my buddy Troy's family members had died. We had like rip. We were like, we're going to make this game for, for your uncle Troy. We're going to dedicate it. No, we should have picked a different game. <laughs> yeah, man, we didn't know they were playing this game. So we had yeah. to know. Sorry. Yeah. 
But the bad thing is we knew going into it, we were like, we're going to lose. It's PHS. They're doing really good. We're running the triple option. But what we did know is they're playing their varsity guys against us. So that was, that was, a, that was a surprise. We would have won if they didn't have three things. No triple option. No triple option. Mm-hmm. Um, if they didn't play their varsity. I don't know how that's legal. They're seniors. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't – it shouldn't have been legal. For that reason exactly. Well – Peelback blocks weren't illegal then. So people in the crowd were just going, boom. You know, they just didn't even care. It's like, hyping it up. Like, oh, oh you got hit. <laughs> I was just looking around like, I hope it's not me next because I don't want to laugh too loud. It's funny now because now the crowd would be like, that's early onset CTE. And everyone would be like, that, that would have been a flag. It would have been a flag, obviously. But, you know. I've seen kids cry. Funny thing is the next play, Joey got up and uh, he played a play. And then the play after that, we're getting the play call from the sideline. I look over at him. I was like, you got that? He was like, I was like, time out. Uh, we got we got to get him out of here. He, he like started wobbling and we had to pick him up. Yeah, it was <laughs> that. Yep. Um, that's all I got for you tonight, man. It's, it's good seeing you. I hope you uh, come to Pensacola. When are you coming in town? I was just at two weeks, so I'll be maybe sometime like in March. In March? Yeah, in March probably because February, my people are coming down here. So it wouldn't make sense to go back up there until like right. March. So like March probably yeah, I'll be up there and see what's going on because I'll be close. Well, I'll be in uh, school or whatever. So yeah. I have spring break and I might hit up go up there in march um and i'm going there for the holidays but other than that i'll, I'll add you to those uh those comic groups in pensacola so you can like figure it like you know find the spots and stuff um yeah. but yeah other than that you got any plugs you want to plug in um so yeah uh i think you got all my stuff uh so you can follow me on facebook uh eric t comedy um and then uh I got t-shirts and stuff. I got merchandise. Uh, t-shirts are 15 bucks. Um, yeah, I got merchandise. Uh, I got shows in San Antonio. I'm looking to expand past San Antonio to Austin to even past Texas. Um, uh, starting this new, not a new brand, but a part of the Eric T. Comedy uh, 334-850 Connection. So I'm actually looking if... Dude, I'll come and sit in Pensacola if I can get on the show or something like that. You know, I I just need a reason to go back. I really just want to go back. So, mm. but um, yeah, man. Uh, uh, shout out to my writing team. Shout out to um, shout out to my group of guys that I'm I'm working with. Uh, uh, Duck, uh, Shana, Frank, Brian, uh, the Mac mysterious anyway uh yeah that's uh, a shout out to those guys shout out to everybody that uh supports me and basically um i appreciate you know higher frequency for having me and definitely yeah just thankful for my dad because he said i would shout out my mom but shout out to my dad for having me and kind of being funny it's a gene yeah, it is like you grow up around like funny uncles, funny dads. You know, you you want to be funny. It's something you always strive to do. He wasn't funny when I was born. He wasn't funny to me. But now, yeah, he was hilarious. That's, 
That's good. That's good stuff. Yeah, no, I appreciate you coming on. Like I said, I'm starting off, I'm starting, you know, podcasting too, trying to do my own thing and, and, uh, start podcast network. And it's really a hobby right now, but you know, with school and all, but I mean, I try and do open mics whenever I can, whenever I go home, I haven't hit up any Orlando open mics yet. I need to do that. Yeah, man, it's a lot of, it's a lot of rich people out there, man. So, you know, they're probably paying mm-hmm. some people. I think there's one, the Orlando improv here. I think Wayne Brady got his start here and mm-hmm. like uh carrot top um, got his start at one of the, the yeah. Buff ones. <laughs> yeah no. maybe not his start, but he he's, he's famous around one of these clubs here. So I got to go out and just uh, work, try and work on it. It's just almost impossible with what I've got going on now. So podcasting, yeah. podcasting is it for now. Um, you can check out me, higher frequency podcast network, Spotify, um, SoundCloud, YouTube, and all the rest on Facebook, Twitter, all that. Hey, thanks for coming on again. Um, come on anytime, man. And uh, glad to have you. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. I don't know how this works now. I don't know what goes on. I'm a little old. So, what, so do you start recording and then what goes? And then do we talk a little bit? I don't know what happens now. Yeah, I'm going to stop recording and then we can talk. Okay. I also hate cliches. I hate the phrase, the proof is in the pudding. Because the only person that knows how to correctly put proof in pudding is Bill Cosby.